Welcome back to the Tatus Talent Podcast. I'm Jonathan Reynolds, your host, and I'm sitting here with my very good friend of 10 years, Peggy Swenson. She wasn't Swenson when I met her. She's gone through <laughs> lots of life changes and changes and journeys over the last decade of us knowing each other and working together. Peggy is the Senior Director of Partner Experience at Tatus Talent. So it's good to have you here, Peggy. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. 10 years. Okay, that is a long time to stay at a company, especially <laughs> these days. I think the average is like two, two and a half years or something. Mm-hmm. Um, can you give a bit of a backstory of, of your, <laughs> your journey with Titus? Like what, you know, what was your first role and you know, how has it evolved over time? Sure. My first role was a recruiter. And matter of fact, we had a hybrid role that I could sell myself out of recruiting. So if I got enough partners or clients that we call partners on board, then I could do less recruiting. And that was my goal. Like I (laughs) did not want to do recruiting for the rest of my life. So um, on the way I went. But as we grew, we needed account managers. And so Jonathan, you had asked me, you know, would you like to manage people? And I said, sure. You know, (laughs) I have in the past. I can definitely do that. And so I became account manager, then kind of climbed up, became a director. My team just got larger and continued to do that. And then about a year and a half ago, you had asked me to take the partner experience seat. And that's really where I feel like I really shine. I have so yeah. much passion for our partners and taking care of them that I'm glad that you had asked me to do that. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, I think probably one of these things for um, any company um, is just the the journey of you joined us like, well, you joined me when we were tiny, like employee number what? <laughs> Five. Five. Okay. So context, um, our highest uh, we've got to is 186, I think it was, employees, um, yeah. mainly salary team members. You're employee number five. You have seen so much of our journey of evolving, of growing, of getting better, of making mistakes. Mm-hmm. We make lots of mistakes. Um, and uh, trying to figure out all of the right levers to pull or levers in England, all the right levers um, to figure out, you know, how things work and how we serve and stay on our course of our mission, which is to equip companies to make the best attraction, hiring, engagement, and development decisions. And so um, one of the things which was is tough, I think probably for any business, yet we're not 100% successful in what we do. Um, we have unhappy customers or partners at times um, because we're in the people space. And uh, I know you know this all very, very well. Um we can't control people. We can't make them do exactly what we want to do 100% of the time. Um, what we recognize was sometimes our clients and partners needed some extra love. They need some extra care. And uh, you are the person in our company that um, is great at demonstrating true, genuine, authentic care. Um, where did that come from for you? think I've always wanted to do well, whether it's in my professional life, at home, family, you know, and helping our partners. I think it's that serving piece that I really enjoyed, you know, just helping them figure it out. You know, there's challenges. They come to Titus for a reason, right? They usually have a challenge or an open position. And so I think it's finding out where they've started, where are they today and where do they want to go? And then kind of matching all those pieces up. Yeah. How, how do you do that? I mean, helping people on the journey where they're trying to get to People don't always know, right? How do you how do you help them do that? It's really about understanding the partner, understanding their culture, understanding what they care about, what is important to them, finding the right people to match the right people in the right seats, I think is extremely important to get in the right leader at the right time. Sometimes they think they need something right now, and it's actually maybe they haven't thought about 
what they need for the future. So uh. sometimes they're coming to Titus for just one position and we're looking at it saying, maybe maybe you need something else. Maybe yeah. you need something that's gonna be a little bit larger so that when you do grow, because you have plans to grow, you know, so I think it's asking a lot of questions and seeing where their growth is and making sure that we have the talent that's gonna match. Yeah, I remember, I don't know if you remember this story, but it was, it was one time we came back from a meeting and it was a it was a senior leadership team uh, or executive team sitting around this conference room, and they were talking about all of these hires that they needed. And like, what do you need? Do I need a plant manager? We need this. We need this. We need this. And it was like six different roles in the next sort of eighteen months. And I said, okay, so uh, can I can I chime in and ask? You know, all of you are over the age of should I say fifty five? You know, and they were like, uh huh. You know, where are you going with this? And I'm like, what? You just listed off all these roles that you're going to hire for, and they're pretty they're important roles, who's going to be sitting around this table, you know, in the next three years? And they're like, oh, that's the age old question, you know. And suddenly here we are where we're left with this. These six roles are not really what they need. They actually need to replace themselves. And, and I remember just, you know, the dialogue that we had around, like, how do we, how do we actually, what they really need is not what they want. <laughs> like, because nobody wants to replace themselves, you know. That's, that's tough to do. Like, you know, I shouldn't say nobody. A lot of people don't want to replace themselves, especially with somebody better than themselves. You know, that's that takes some real humility. But how do you help people realize, figure out what they really, really need when they don't even know it or they don't want it? I think it's really the journey about just having conversations with them. I had a company out of Chicago recently having a conversation with them, and they were sitting in that exact same boat. There was three partners, and they all were admitting that they were retiring and want to let go of the business at some point. And I said, okay, well, who's taking that spot? And they really didn't know. And they said, well, we had two people, but they moved on. So it's asking, well, why did they move on? Did they? Did you paint that clear picture of that you wanted them to have this career path you know, yeah. and that you could provide them, you know, maybe even ownership at an organization. And they said, yes. And I said, well, why did they leave? You know, so they had said it was about five years ago they talked to them. So I don't know if it wasn't, you know, bringing yeah. it up constantly because you have to keep reminding people right. where you want them to go and grow within your organization. So yeah. there could have been a little bit about that. But then it's just continuing to ask questions. Okay, those people had left. You still need three yeah. people, maybe at least one person that's going to, you know, take over the business. And do you want them to manage the business? Do you want them to purchase the business? Right. You know, where, what is your direction? Do you want to go through an acquisition, you know? Yeah. And so it's just asking those questions of what their vision is because it is their baby. They grew yeah. it, you know, and, and that's sometimes hard to let go and oh, hard really? to see another person, you know, maybe do better, like you said, than themselves. Yeah. But that's the idea is, you know, making sure that you ask the right questions to get yeah. to exactly where they're looking for. One of the things which, well, one of the reasons why you're in the role that you're in right now is because you've got a real knack and a skill and an eye for making things which could be kind of normal, mundane, ordinary, and making them extra special. And it is, it is something that I've known from the very first time I met you. Like you just got these little, little thing that you notice about people and what could make things more beautiful in their life and just make things, you know, better. Um, where did that come from? I'm not sure. I think it's always been like, I want people to feel special. I, we're all unique and individual, you know, in our own lives. And I think when I meet someone new, you don't know what's going on in their life. You don't know what they're struggling with. You don't know what's like behind the curtain that could be something catastrophic that they just went through. So it's like just 
making their day brighter and it's usually with gifts, you know, but whatever that case might be, it might be just understanding and listening to them, you know, and I think it's just something that I appreciate from other people, you know, because I've had things that go through my life and I think just everybody needs that. Everybody deserves that. I mean, every time I see you or now your husband, um, I am, I am a recipient of a gift. Like every time. I mean, I just saw you for the first time. I don't know when the last time I saw you a couple of months ago. And you go, here, this, and you hand me a gift that you've been holding on to since Christmas. Yeah, let's be fair. It was a re-gift today. It was, I don't care. It was a re-gift. <laughs> but it was a re-gift that you said, I'm going to give this to Jonathan because he likes. And it was a smell, a candle. You're like, I know he likes that smell. Who does that, you know? But like, that is, is that something that you can teach other people? Or do you think that is just like a part of your internal creative wiring? I do believe it's part of my internal wiring, but I think you can definitely teach that. You can just create more awareness about, mm-hmm. you know, finding different things of what people like, what they don't like, you know, um, can be just simple things as, you know, what they like to drink, what they like to eat. You know, you can find out things. If you don't know, it's it's about that curiosity and just asking, yeah. you know, or you know, watching things. So that doesn't come naturally to, for everybody. Some yeah. people, when they're having dinner, they just, you know, they're thinking about what they're going to do after dinner, you know, yeah. where myself, I might be a little bit more thoughtful and, and watch what they actually ordered and maybe ask questions like, oh, you know, why did you like that fish? Yeah. Or, you know, is there other fish that you like? Or, you know, just having those conversations and really finding out, you know, what is important to them or what do they like? And that way I'm making notes of, you know, what we can send them later. <laughs> I mean, that's what I'm saying. And making notes of what we can send them. I, I, they like tuna, so I sent them a can of tuna. No. <laughs> um, so, but it's that sort of that little, uh, yeah, it's that little tiny details that, that speak volumes. Um, so one of the, one of the re- reasons that you're in this role that you're in is we do not have 100% of the time 100% happy clients, happy partners. I think probably most companies have stories of unhappy clients for whatever reason. And I think a lot of a lot of times they're going to be like, wow, you didn't read the this, you didn't read the fine print, you didn't do that, you know, any any company out there, if you've ever gone in and said, you know, here's, the product's broken and they go, it's past the, you know, the, the date's gone past, it's too late for this. It can get, business is messy and that's why we have contracts and things like that. But there is a thing that makes even all of that just a little bit special and a little bit less painful for people when you've got somebody like Peggy um, who notices those things and just makes things a little bit less painful. Um, What um, can you think of any stories that would be just helpful for our listeners? I imagine every one of them can think right now, like, yeah, I got an unhappy client, like, and they're scrambling to fix it with whatever the service or product is. But like, how do you, how do you make things better for clients i mean you mentioned a few things there i know the experience of it but can you think of any stories where you've you've been able to win somebody over with that skill well i definitely will admit that recently it came to my attention that i missed an email back from 2020 and this company wanted to ask titus to be their one and only rpo and an rpo is a recruitment partner basically yes yes and so they were just looking to outsource all of their recruitment and they wanted Titus. And unfortunately, I'd missed over that email. When it brought to my attention three years later, I thought, oh my God, what am I gonna do with this? Like, I was so embarrassed. Small things do matter. I do pay attention to details and that one just slipped by me. And we're human, right? Everybody's yeah. 100%. So um, 
unfortunately, it was about the response. It's about the bounce back. So those things are important to me, making how those how people feel. Yeah. And in that moment, I needed to make sure that she knew I felt awful. And so yeah. I gave them a call. I apologized profusely. Unfortunately, it was on a voicemail and it was probably a long voicemail. But <laughs> I wanted them to know that, you know, we are people and yeah. we're human and sometimes we do make mistakes. And so unfortunately, that had happened. But the best part about it is that I went to ask her for lunch. I treated her to lunch. I brought, you know, a please forgive me bottle of wine. And, you know, we had talked about it. And yeah. it was a really, you know, busy time at Titus. Not that that's, you know, an excuse, but it was a super busy time. And mm -hmm. I did miss the email. But bouncing back from it and meeting with her and explaining how our services could still help them. Yeah. We're not the sole RPO today, but they did yeah. partner with us. And so that's where you can take these mistakes and just turn them around and just make yeah. sure that, you know, you mean for them to be special and that they are a true partner for us. And so it's about how you're going to yeah. make things right. And our that's partner great. promise is that, you know, that they're going to be so happy and satisfied that they're going to refer partners, yeah. you know, other companies to us. And it's about making it right yeah. and owning it. And so that's what I did. And, you know, luckily that they forgave me. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I think that 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 act and the humility to say, "Hey, you know, I screwed up on on this thing," and sometimes you part of your role. I mean, that's a um, a real and raw one where you've you've met you know made a mistake, but um, a lot of your role is going in to kind of rescue other people who've done the same thing and they maybe don't have the maturity to admit that they made the mistake. Um, I can think of one recently. Um, we hired a. Uh, we, we call in the EOS world an integrator um, or a COO, kind of head of operations, VP of ops level. And um, the candidate was actually placed. They got hired by the company, but they really didn't enjoy their experience. And it was like a shock to us. Remember this one? And uh, and they didn't enjoy the experience. And uh, we were like, what? Our whole mantra is experience excellence. You will experience excellence um, on every front from us. And this person didn't didn't get a good experience. But they still got this great job and all this kind of thing. We're like, but you, you, you know, we didn't settle at that. You're like, we're going to get this get this right. So I think you suggested paying for them to be a part of a mastermind group of for one whole year you're like what you know it wasn't a small make it right it was a pretty lavish thing but saying we care i mean we invest in you i mean you were reaching out to them and i, mean, I think that's just so sometimes it can seem like over you know suggesting going over the top but it's just the right thing to do uh all we can do is offer it yeah. right they can either accept or or not right yeah. and so for us it's about making them feel special. And, yeah. you know, it's not always going to be 100% every single time. And in that case, you know, she did thank me that she did take the role and it's been a great fit for yeah. her. Yeah, so in some essence, you know, for us, reaching out to her was the best thing for her, yeah. but her experience wasn't the best. And so it's just about turning that around and, and she was allowing us a second chance and accepted our, our offer. And so yeah. it's about creating different experiences the next time. Yes. Most of the time we want it the first time. Don't get yeah. me wrong, but you know it's all about how you bounce back. Oh, that is it. It's how bouncing back, winning people back. You know, winning people over. I mean, that um, if I could have ten Peggies on our team, uh, that would be amazing for the partner or client experience. Um, I know, you know, I, I know so many times I love food and I love f not just the actual eating of food, but the experience of it.
and I know you do as well. It is not just going out, to, you know, for a meal, um, but you, uh, it's another thing as well. <laughs> you do this because you care about, like, you like uh, Michelin star restaurants. And now this isn't to put you like, wow, she's fancy. But like, you will save up, is it once a year? Mm -hmm. On my year? anniversary. Talk about this. Tell, tell about and tell, give us, paint the picture here because I, I think it's really important to know why, you know, why is, why do you care so much? Well, I think the Michelin star restaurant kind of is the top of the standard, right? And they set the standard. And that's my job here at Titus is to set the standard and go above and beyond. And, and we know where the standard is, but that's not acceptable for me. I always want the above and beyond, yeah. you know, and to really kind of blow someone's mind. And I think at Michelin star restaurants, they do that. I remember getting, gosh, I think it was a strawberry shaped you know, something. But when I bit into it, it was orange flavor. It was just this shocking moment and surprise that was so pleasant. And that's like the experience I want our partners to feel at Titus. So to me, it's learning about what other companies, you know, I'm always constantly kind of learning where standards are and where above and beyond is. Yeah. And at these Michelin star restaurants, some of them have failed. Some of them, you know, really? missed the email type of experience. And, yeah. and so it wasn't, you know, to my standard. And so it's learning about what standards are. It's like we have to know what our partner standards are to know how to go yeah. above and beyond. So it's really about the engagement and expectations and setting clear expectations and knowing their expectations to, you know, they don't fill out a survey to me before I go to the Mission Star restaurant and say, hey, what are you expecting today? Right. I just go experience, you know, and so um, hopefully they're sending me a follow up survey and asking yeah. me how my experience was <laughs> um, so that they could do better the next time. But yeah, it's it's way above and beyond. It's shocking. There's a lot of surprises prices that go into a meal like that yeah. if you think of any i was thinking about it recently any relationship where there's conflict it comes down to unmet expectations of at least one party like one side was expecting something and they didn't get it and that creates a you know feeling emotion or a disappointment or a conflict if they want to go and face it head on or worse you just lose them you know, people are like, ah, didn't meet my expectations. I'm never going back there again. You're like, oh, you know, and I'm like, how, how to, from a business perspective, I'm like, I, I really want to know the expectations of our partners. And then I want to go above and beyond that. Um, um, our good friend behind the camera here um, said to me just yesterday, good enough is never good enough. Like, good enough is never good enough. How do we go? Here's good enough. And then go above it. And like, what does that look like? You know? With our Michelin star restaurant example, like good enough was this one star restaurant that I went to in Chicago and they fed me. I paid the bill. It was good enough, right? I came there to be fed. I did want an experience. It was lackluster. But there's another one that I also attended, a three-star Michelin in Chicago, and it was amazing. And it was surprising and shocking and everything was just like to the top notch. I spread the word like crazy. Like I was like, you gotta go to this place. Like it's yeah. quite amazing. I can't tell you how many people that I told that about. And so that's like the key is how do you get your customers to share what you're doing and that it's so remarkable, yeah. you know, better than any of your competitors that they're just, you know, they can't stop talking about it. And if I could say the name today. You can say the name of the one that you like. Which one Alinea is, is amazing. Alinea? And Grant, the chef, is quite, his story is amazing too. And so I just love supporting that. I would go back again and again, even though I love going to different Michelin stars and having different experiences. Yeah. But I would go back again. Okay, your face lit up when you're talking about <laughs> this Alinea story. I love like, food. Okay, I, I love food too. But it's this, it lit up in the experience 
I, I'm sure, you know, you might salivate and things like you remember what you ate. <laughs> but the experience, you talked about Grant, the chef. I'm like, okay, how many restaurants do we go to where we know the name of the chef that you've been to once? And you're like, I want to tell you about Grant, the chef, and his story is amazing. That's, I want to create a company that's filled with experiences that are unique and special and surprise and delight. Yes, people get the meal or get the service or get the hire or get whatever it is they came to us for, but it goes above and beyond the created experience. Yeah. And that is a beautiful thing if you can do it because people will shout from the mountaintops and say, do you know working with Kristen at Titus is an amazing experience, whoever it is, you know, fill in the blanks. Yeah, you had said something that it has to be unique, right? Mm. For Grant, his experience was very unique. We had the opportunity to go back into the kitchen. What restaurants do you go back into the kitchen and experience something? And then he had different tastings there, you know, and you got to see the chefs like with their little tweezers placing every little ingredient <laughs> on the plate. Like it was just a crazy experience that was very unique. And so that's what we're all trying to create, right? Yeah. How are you different from your competitors? And, you know, what kind of experience are you going to mm -hmm. create that's so unique and remarkable that they're sharing it with others? Oh, I love it. It's beautiful. Well, I want more of it. I want more of Peggy's influence at Titus and for our partners to experience not Peggy as the chef behind it all, but all of our team members doing outstanding sort of surprising and delight type of experiences while also giving the, the food, the meal or whatever people are paying for. So um, I, I genuinely mean this. Like It's been I feel like so thankful that you're on the team, obviously who you are, your character and your deep care of things. But this particular ingredient in the meal that you actually help provide, but also teach our team to do it and our clients for its experience because they replicate things like, I love the way you did that. We're going to we're going to apply that to our to our people and we're going to apply that to our services and things like that. So thank you. I mean, I do care. There's there's always this passion for me to serve others and care. But honestly, Jonathan, like it gets, it comes from the top. You know, it, it starts with you. You have so much care for our people, and you're getting to know them, their spouses, their significant others, and you know their families. And you're always having side conversations with our employees. So I think that's like really rare and unique as well. So yes, I probably came to Titus with these little small details that I you know want to know about people, but um, I've also like witnessed across the ten years of our friendship. You know, a lot of things that you're doing that I'd like to replicate and, you know, with our partners and and with my friends and family, too. Oh, stop it. Yeah. No, really. No, I love it. Really. I love it. Oh, thanks, Peggy. Well, thank you for being on here. Thanks for taking the time and uh, really appreciate you. All right. Looking for the next one. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks.